0: Chapter 66 If our hypothesis is correct, the Holy Grail was the breed and descendant of Jesus, the Sangreal, of which the Templars were the guardians. At the same time, the Holy Grail must have been literally the vessel that had received and contained the blood of Jesus. In other words, it must have been the womb of the Magdalene. M. Bagent R. Lee H. Lincoln THE HOLY BLOOD AND THE HOLY GRAIL, 1982, LONDON, CAPE, ROMAN 14. Nobody would take that seriously, Dio said. On the contrary, it would sell a few hundred thousand copies, I said grimly. The story has already been written, with slight variations, in a book on the mystery of the Grail and the secrets of Rennes-le-Château. Instead of reading only manuscripts, you should look at what other publishers are printing. "'Ye holy seraphim,' the said. "'Then this machine says only what we already know.' And he went out dejected. Belbo was piqued. "'What is he saying, that my idea is an idea others have had? So what? It's called literary polygenesis. Signor Garamond would say that means I'm telling the truth. It must have taken years for the others to come up with it, whereas the machine and I solved the problem in one evening.' "'I'm with you. The machine's useful.' But I believe we should feed in more statements that don't come from the diabolicals. The challenge isn't to find occult links between Debussy and the Templars. Everybody does that. The problem is to find occult links between, for example, Kabbalah and the spark plugs of a car." I was speaking off the top of my head, but I had given Belbo an idea. He talked to me about it a few mornings later. "'You were right. Any fact becomes important when it's connected to another. The connection changes the perspective. It leads you to think that every detail of the world, every voice, every word, written or spoken, has more than its literal meaning. That it tells us of a secret. The rule is simple. Suspect, only suspect. You can read subtexts even in a traffic sign that says no littering. Of course, Catharist moralism, the horror of fornication. Last night I happened to come across a driver's manual. Maybe it was the semi-darkness or what you had said to me, but I began to imagine that those pages were saying something else. Suppose the automobile existed only to serve as a metaphor of creation. And we mustn't confine ourselves to the exterior or to the surface reality of the dashboard. We must learn to see what only the Maker sees, what lies beneath, what lies beneath and what lies above. It is the tree of the Sephiroth. You don't say. I'm not the one who says it. It is the thing itself that says. The drive shaft is the trunk of the tree. Count the parts. Engine, two front wheels, clutch, transmission, two axles, differential and two rear wheels. Ten parts, ten sephirot. But the positions don't coincide. Who says they don't? Dio explained to us that in certain versions Tifrit isn't the sixth sephira but the eighth, below Neza and Hod. My axle tree is the tree of Belbath. Fiat. But let's pursue the dialectic of the tree. At the summit is the engine, Omnia Movens, of which more later. This is the creative source. The engine communicates its creative energy to the two front or higher wheels, the wheel of intelligence and the wheel of knowledge, if the car has front-wheel drive. The good thing about the Belboth tree is that it allows metaphysical alternatives. So we have the image of a spiritual cosmos with front-wheel drive, where the engine in front transmits its wishes to the higher wheels, whereas in the materialistic version we have a degenerate cosmos in which motion is imparted by the engine to the two lower wheels. From the depths the cosmic emanation releases the base forces of matter. What about an engine in back, rear-wheel drive? Satanic, higher and lower coincide. God is identified with the motion of crude matter, God as an eternally frustrated aspiration to divinity, the result of the breaking of the vessels not the breaking of the muffler. That occurs in aborted universes, where the noxious breath of the archons spreads through the ether, but we mustn't digress. After the engine and two wheels comes the clutch, the sephira of grace that establishes or interrupts the flow of love that binds the rest of the tree to the supernal energy. A disc, a mandala, that caresses another mandala, then the coffer of change, the gearbox, or transmission, as the positivists call it, which is the principle of evil, because it allows human will to speed up or slow down the constant process of emanation. For this reason, an automatic transmission costs more, for there it is the tree itself that decides, in accordance with its own sovereign equilibrium. Then comes the universal joint, the axle, the drive shaft, the differential. Note the opposition repetition of the quaternion of cylinders in the engine. Because the differential minor ketter transmits motion to the earthly wheels, here the function of the Sephora of difference is obvious. As with a majestic sense of beauty, it distributes the cosmic forces to the wheel of glory and the wheel of victory, which, in an unaborted universe, front-wheel drive, are the subordinate to the motion imparted by the higher wheels. A coherent exegesis, and the heart of the engine, seat of the one, the crown. You have to but look with the eyes of an initiate. The supreme engine lives by an alternation of intake and exhaust. A complex divine respiration, a cycle initially based on two units called cylinders, an obvious geometrical archetype, which then generate a third and finally gaze upon another in mutual love and bring forth the glory of a fourth. In the cycle of the first cylinder none is first hierarchically, but only through the miraculous alternation of position. The piston, etymology pistis sophia, descends from the upper neutral position to the lower neutral position as the cylinder fills with energy in the pure state. I'm simplifying, because here angelic hierarchies come into play, the distributor caps, which, as my handbook says, allow the opening and closing of the apertures that link the interior of the cylinders to the induction pipes leading out of the carburetor. The inner seat of the engine can communicate with the rest of the cosmos only through this mediation, and here, I believe, is revealed, I am reluctant to utter heresy, the original limit of the One, which, in order to create, somehow depends on the great eccentrics. A closer reading of the text may be required here. The cylinder fills with energy, the piston returns to the upper neutral position and achieves maximum compression, the Simpson, and, lo, the glory of the Big Bang, combustion, expansion, a spark flies, the mixture of fuel flares and blazes, and this the handbook calls the active phase of the cycle. And woe, woe, if in the mixture of fuel the shells intrude, the kelepot, drops of impure matter like water or Coca-Cola. Then expansion does not take place or occurs in abortive starts. Then the meaning of shell is calipot. We'd better not use it anymore. From now on only virgins milk." we'll check. It could be a trick of the seven sisters, lower emanations trying to control the process of creation. In any case, after expansion, behold the great divine release, the exhaust. The piston rises again to the upper neutral position and expels the formless matter, now combusted. Only if this process of purification succeeds can the new cycle begin, which, if you think about it, is also the neoplatonic mechanism of exodus and paradox, miraculous dialectic of the way up and the way down." QUANTUM, MORTALIA, PECTORA, CHEACAI, NOCTIS HABENT, AND THE SONS OF MATTER NEVER REALIZED IT. THEY NEVER SAW THE CONNECTION BETWEEN THE PHILOSOPHER'S STONE AND firestone. FOR TOMORROW, I'LL PREPARE A MYSTICAL INTERPRETATION OF THE PHONE-BOOK. EVER AMBITIOUS, Arcasabin, MIND YOU, THERE YOU'LL HAVE TO SOLVE THE UNFATHOMABLE PROBLEM OF THE ONE AND THE MANY. BETTER SUCCEED SLOWLY. START INSTEAD WITH THE WASHING MACHINE. Well, THAT'S TOO EASY the alchemistic transformation from black to whiter than white.